Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, Prosperity Nation. Got a special treat for you today. Uh, this show is actually, uh, we're rebroadcasting an interview I did with Scott Ferguson on the Time to Shine Today podcast. Uh, he's on Twitter, Instagram at Ask for the number four Ferguson. Uh, and the show is uh, time to shine today.com. Uh, and I think uh, I really want you to hear it because he's interviewing me and asking a lot of questions about things I haven't spoken about before on this podcast, uh, particularly, particularly going into depth on this idea that it is noble. To be rich. So enjoy and let me know what you think. Hey, 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 Time to Shine Varsity Squad. It's Scott Ferguson here with Time to Shine Today podcast. And I am beyond stoked to have the next guest you are going to hear. His name's Randy Gage. If you've never heard of him, pause this, Google him, and you'll understand why I'm super stoked to have him on the podcast today. He's a very busy guy. He's written 25 books, a lot of them best-selling. He, he speaks in front of uh, hundreds of thousands of people. He's got books that have changed my life, his Prosperity Mind series, his uh, book, Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, has changed my life, especially all of you guys know about my doldrums and how I had to break through, and I mentioned Randy quite a bit in my podcast, so... I'm not going to keep going. I'm just going to get right to the interview. So sit back, relax, open up your mind, break out your notebook, because it's our time to shine. Let's level up. Hey, Time to Shine squad. It's Scott Ferguson here in I. I'm in total fanboy mode. I have the great Randy Gage, um, as you can see here on our screen if you're watching us on video. But Randy has just been instrumental in me leveling up my life since 2007. As you know, my story goes way back to sleeping on a couch during the real estate bust and, ha and feeling that life was going nowhere in Randy's writing and just following him throughout has just changed my life. But here, I'm going to give you a little bit about Randy. Randy is a thought-provoking, critical thinker who will make you approach your business and your life in a whole new way. Randy is the author of 12 books translated into 25 languages, including the New York Times bestsellers, Risky is the New Safe, and Mad Genius, and my personal favorite, Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, and How to Get Smart, Healthy, and Rich. He has spoken to more than 2 million people across more than 50 countries as a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame. When he is not prowling the podium or locked away in his lonely writer's garret, you'll probably find him playing third base for a softball team somewhere. So welcome to the squad, Randy. Could you quickly share with us your favorite color and why? My favorite what and why? Color. Oh, color purple. Why is that? Uh, I why? I don't know. Do we have a logical, rational reason for why we like a color? I you know what? think it's kind of, I like <laughs> the 
energy it gives off. It's kind of royal. It's kind of majestic. Uh, it looked good on you, too. To <laughs> it speaks. He looks good on you. So tell me a little bit about your backstory, Randy, if you could share with our squad. I'm the best researcher and scientist of the human behavior that has ever walked this earth. <laughs> Love it. And, and I, I make that claim being not because I'm a psychiatrist or psychologist, because I'm not. I'm a high school dropout. Not because I have a college education. I don't. Not because I'm certified or therapist. Nothing like that. My, my experience comes from uh, a kid who was in jail for armed robbery at 15 years old, became a, a teenage alcoholic, a teenage drug addict. And when you're an addict, you learn how to manipulate people. When you're uh, an addict, you learn uh, how to gauge people's mood and behavior and what causes them to act. And uh, then I went into direct marketing. And, of course, you test and track everything and you see what causes people to take out their credit card. but really most importantly, because I really screwed up my life. And I spent the first 30 years uh, just moving from tragedy to drama to failure to uh, more drama, more tragedy, more failure. And just woke up one day and realized I hate myself. I, I hate the person I have become. And I need to reinvent myself. And so I've really... Uh, spent the last 30 years, because I'm 60 now, so that was around when it's I was amazing. 30. I uh, saw that. I can't believe it. You played you play baseball at a high level and look at you. look great. So, yeah, okay. i got two games tomorrow night, and I'm starting at <laughs> shortstop. <laughs> oh, nice. A little bit longer <laughs> yeah. throw. You yeah. know, Randy, your aha moment, which I've caught in a couple of your books, can, can you tell us a little bit about that night that when you got shot? Uh was on that thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Uh, I was coming home from a club. It's like 3 a.m. Uh, and, uh, you know, I got out of my car and this guy's kind of ambling up to me. And I figure he's going to ask me where I was lived in South Beach and there were a lot of clubs there. So I figured he was going to ask me where Club New was or ask to bum a cigarette or something. And then I recognize when he gets up on me, he's got a gun mm. and turns out he's a crackhead and he's just desperate for his next fix. And, uh, without getting into my keynote speech, right. Oh, you. you know, mm-hmm. you guys have probably figured I got shot and uh, you probably figured out I lived <laughs> smart <Ooh>. listeners <laughs> are going to have figured that out. Uh, but that was really, a a, a, a seminal moment in my life when you have gone when you go through something like that and i bet there's a lot of people listening who have even though they may not have been shot they got a horrific medical diagnosis or they lost someone they really loved and cared about or faced some really horrific scenario and then you stop taking things for granted so much in my case i never take a sunrise for granted 
I never take a sunset for granted. Uh, I get fresh flowers delivered to my you know house every week. You know, wow. and I notice them and I smell them and you know and I appreciate them. Uh, that's and that's amazing. what happens when uh, you know enlightened people they don't need those kind of situations to wake them up. In my case, I did. Right. Okay. So one thing that I've learned from you in all of my readings from all your prosperity series to direct selling for success for zombies, whatnot, is that taking responsibility for your own actions. Like you actually took responsibility as you move forward in your life for that night that that happened. So I believe that everything, this is what I talk to my squad about and everybody that's listening will probably be nodding their head. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Is that anything that happens to you, good or bad is something that you've actually manifested and that's something that you pass on to me so thank you um well so since i pass that on to you let me pass on my uh current level of thinking on that because my i'm always you know i believe if you don't change your mind sometimes you're probably not really using it right so if you talk to me five or ten years ago, I would have said, okay, you attract and manifest every single thing that happens in your life. Uh, and I don't believe that anymore. I believe you're a huge influence on what happens in your life. And I believe you co-create your life. Um, if you're a sentient, uh, you know, a conscious human being, um, like the book I'm working, if you're following my blog these last couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. I've been excerpting from my next book, which will be my 14th, uh, come out sometime late in 2020 or early 2021. Excellent. The title of that is radical rebirth. How you, you know, this, the process you have to go through that I did when I said, okay, I'm just going to totally reinvent my life. So, the premise of that book will be, and you know, because you found all my work, you know, all of the, the negative mind viruses we get infected with, you know, money is bad and rich people are evil and it's spiritual to be poor. And, you know, all of those limiting beliefs we get as a child, you know, your core foundational beliefs on all the really important stuff, marriage, relationships, God, sex, uh, religion. Uh, money, success, you, they're all created before you're 10 years old. And most people never question them, right? right. So I believe you get to this tipping point as you go into adulthood. So uh, when you get there, either you've adopted all of these limiting beliefs and you have a horrible or low self-esteem. And if so, then you're going to have a horrible, miserable or mediocre unadventurous life because you don't believe you deserve great things. You'll have lowered expectations. You'll set lower goals. You expect bad things to happen, right? Whereas if, if we can get somebody to a, that, that turning point, that cusp of adulthood, and they have a positive self-esteem, then they manifest a positive life because they expect certain things to happen, uh, good things to happen. And, you know, as I wrote the other day in in my blog about the, uh, I think the title, if someone wants to go back and look at it, it's your real birthday. 
Yes. And I right. say that, you know, the day you become self-aware, when you can become the thinker of the thought, where you can go up to 30,000 feet, see yourself objectively and say, okay, I'm really angry at Mary. You know, why am I angry? What is the fear behind that anger? Or I'm really uh feeling petty, I'm acting petty and vindictive, you know, what is causing that? Is there some unresolved issue? Is there some anger there I haven't spoke about? You know, you can actually look at yourself in that way. And so I'm able to look at myself and say, well, you know, the fact I got shot, that was like always a daydream I had as a kid growing up watching spaghetti westerns with uh, the <laughs> riflemen with chuck connors, chuck connors and, yeah you know all of the 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 lone ranger and you know the good guy always got shot and right. then he got love and attention and he was the hero but he always lived yeah. and so i as a this neurotic insecure scared frightened kid that i was that was my daydream visualization of what was going to happen to me someday. So in a sense, you almost sense, brought it into yourself yeah. from the programming you had when you were younger, Randy, right? Yeah. So do I think, okay, I sent out some energy and that's why that crackhead picked me and why you pulled the trigger. I don't know that I'd go that far, but I do think I helped co-create it. Right. And so for most people, Sadly, most of the people don't ever reach that level of self-awareness. So they're just reacting to whatever happens to them. They're, they're not the thinker of the thought. They get thoughts presented to them. So they watch react. ESPN and the ESPN <laughs> tells them which quarterback is the elite quarterback and which right. one is a bum and shouldn't get a contract. And they watch uh, the talking heads on cable TV and that tells them who they should vote for and why the other side is evil. And, you know, their government programs them with limiting beliefs, their organized religion pro programs them with limiting beliefs. So they don't ever question that. So they never reach their, they never are actually born. They're just like worker drones in the matrix. So right? carry on yeah. what they were taught when they were younger. Yeah. And, to, and where you're saying with a radical rebirth, you're able for them to, even no matter where they are in their age, understand what happened and it can be changed. Am I, am I kind of seeing this the right way of what you're yeah, doing that, with the new book? Well, if you can reach that level of self-awareness where you become aware of your thoughts and you mindfully choose your thoughts instead of just let them be, uh, you know, instead of being assaulted with thoughts and accepting them as your own, you become this conscious being. And, right. you know, I always joke that the matrix was really a documentary, right? And everybody laughs when I say that in seminars, <laughs> but there really is a matrix. There is all these AI, artificial intelligence and algorithms and big data and research on you. And there are companies who spend millions of dollars and they have PhD psychologists in rooms tracking your eye movements every time you visit wow. a website and every link that you clink, click and every product you ever bought online. And they know more about you than your spouse does, than your mother does. And they're trying to manipulate you. And political campaigns are doing that. Marketers are doing that. Governments are doing that. Uh, movies. Um, you always yeah. have said that. And I learned that. Now I watch. I do never watch a movie squad 
without being on guard because of the man I'm talking to right now. Um, and and it's, yeah, that, it's incredible what that, that what that is, that's a, that really is a form of the matrix. All of these forces that are, which they not, they didn't consciously plan it. Right. Right. Um, but Walmart knows everything that you buy. Amazon knows everything that you buy. Netflix knows exactly what kind of shows you watch. Right. So they know stuff about you that you don't know about you for, I bet half the people who come out as gay or lesbian or trans or non-binary, I guarantee you that Netflix or Amazon or Walmart or whoever knew it before you knew before it. Before you yourself. even knew it. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Um, That's and, you know, nuts. There are, there are uh, groceries, online grocers who know you're pregnant before you know you're pregnant just based on they can run algorithms of the food <laughs> choices that you've been making. Right. right? So they, and your emotional mood swings and you know, the, the medicines you buy and, you know, there's actually documented cases of that where they sent, um, uh, you know, uh, a diaper and, you know, off, you know, offers for an expectant mother that the mother didn't know she was expecting yet. Right. Wow. That's the matrix. That's a modern day matrix. There's algorithms consistently running. So to counteract that, would you say that what you had said earlier, to be aware of your thoughts and be more on guard at all times? So the stuff that you, maybe you notice them running algorithms on you or like, what's your thoughts on that? To, am I saying it to be more thought aware? Yeah, I think uh, noticing that stuff is 80% of it. So I can watch it like Billions. It's a show on Showtime, right? Love it. Bobby. One of my favorite shows, right? Well, that show is filled with so many limiting beliefs about money and rich people and how evil rich people are. I mean, it's it's just trope after trope after trope. Right. Um, But the writing is brilliant. It's phenomenal. The acting is brilliant. You know, the guy who plays the DA, the guy, Bob, the uh, Axelrod, the yeah. Wendy, the therapist, those are the rules of a lifetime oh for every gosh. one of those people, right? Yeah. They're just, even so wags. Yeah, <laughs> I can watch that and say, and notice all of that and say, okay, this is a guilty pleasure because I'm a writer. I'm going to watch this show because I enjoy it but I'm also going to recognize all of the negative beliefs about money and success that are happening. And I'm going to counter program that with an extra hour reading a positive book or listening to a positive podcast to counteract that negative uh, uh, stimuli that I know I'm, I'm receiving there. So basically you're being the thinker of your thoughts. You're being consciously aware of what you're bringing in as a guilty pleasure, as fun. But then you'll, before, after you're done to get rid of, maybe wash it away, you'll right. dig into a good book. Under, understood. Now that's, that, it's funny that I've modeled myself after that since 2008 from what, you know, I had gotten from while you're dumb, sick and broke uh, is because now I'll do the same thing. Cause there's certain shows that I know are filled with lack Back programming, uh, but I I just enjoy watching. I mean, you look at the Avengers, all the superhero movies. I mean, they they fill them as well. But I I'm a 
freaking Tony Stark junkie. You know, I guess I relate most with the Avenger that's a lot less lack, but I can see where my squad that's listening to everybody else would, would see that. And that's where I tell you, everybody, that you got to keep on guard at all times. And this is the person that I've actually learned it from. So, Randy, why is it noble to seek wealth? I believe there's a cause and effect relationship. Uh, when you, and I'm not going to say seek wealth, I'm going to say seek prosperity, just to encompass it a little more, because I think prosperity is a more holistic term, which means health, relationships, spiritual grounding, and money and material things. And uh, this programming that you know, money can't buy happiness. Of course not. We know money doesn't buy happiness. What, but we also know money can allow you to eliminate things that are causing you to be unhappy, right? If you're True. unhappy because you can't buy groceries for your children and you've got money, you just eliminated a, a big cause of unhappiness. If you can't fill your prescription because you don't have enough money for the copay, and you generate money, you just eliminated a cause of stress and unhappiness, right? So, but to do that, in other words, to become wealthy, to become more prosperous, you have to create more value because uh, all prosperity is infinite, right? There's no limit on There's any no limit. form of true prosperity. Do you hear that, Someone guys? Says, <laughs> There's no limit. Sorry. I mean, I'm always telling them. Uh, my, I, I coach clients as well, and I tell them the exact same thing, that there's, there's no limit to the prosperity and that everything is finite. What you were just saying is everything's good and bad. You know, it's going to end, whether it's good, whether it's bad, and it's just a life flow. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, I so if we say, okay, love and hugs are infinite. If you give someone a hug, it doesn't come out of your inventory. You don't have one less. When you give someone a hug, you get a hug back. So it's infinite. It'll never, you know, giving away love, it's infinite. And money is infinite, too, because the more you solve problems or add value, the more money you're going to attract. So as long as you're willing to uh, go out instead of trying to steal money, instead of trying to take advantage of people, instead of trying to find someone to make you get rich or help you get rich, if you go out there and say, okay, I'm gonna solve problems and add value, then the universe is gonna conspire to send prosperity your way. And to do that, you have to grow as a person. You have to be on the path toward enlightenment. So I think it's very noble to pursue wealth and prosperity. I think it's very spiritual to pursue wealth and prosperity because you have it forces, you know, to me, the, my philosophy that I want to live by is that I want to keep unfolding into the highest possible version of myself. And every day, I may not take a company public today. I may not make $10,000 today. I may not save a drowning child today. I may not, uh, whatever. But if I got a little bit closer to the highest possible version of myself, then I did a wonderful day. And so to when you seek to become prosperous, you're signing a contract with the universe that says, I'm going to work on me. Oh. I'm going to strive to become 
a higher version of myself. And what a noble and spiritual journey that is. Wow. Squad, did you, did you hear that? I mean, we've always talked about the word sin with being the Greek origin of missing the mark. And that's really just living in a lower version of yourself. And if you listen to what Randy's saying, he's basically saying, like we say here is inch by inch, it's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. You're not always trying to bite off a ton at once. Randy's even saying, and this is a man that you're looking at that is my, like I said, fan, I'm fanboy here that he even said inch by inch, little by little to find the higher version of yourself. That's just fantastic. I appreciate you sharing that because I've been, You've been getting that over to my squad for about eight years, Randy, and to hear it from you is where I got it from, man. Inch by inch is a cinch came from Rod Harrison. He's another speaker. But um, but every everything that you have said before is is I got from from you. So um I know that I know that your time is very valuable, but I, I just got a, a couple questions for you that I've always wanted to ask you now that I have you. I am going to ask, because you're a busy guy, okay? okay? Outside of your cell phone, what are three things that Randy Gage cannot live without? Well, obviously, one is softball, because <laughs> I've retired 17 times because I've had four spinal surgeries on my back, and I was in excruciating pain, and I kept saying, okay, I'm old enough, I'm in, so, you know, I got, and then I keep coming out of retirement, so softball has to be one. Uh, reading has to be one. Reading is really, really important to my life. Uh, 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 honest, uh, true relationships would be, uh, you know, third one because it's, you know, the, the, the highest value I have for relationships is truth telling. Uh, right. I want people who tell me the truth and I want people around me who want me to tell them the truth not to pander, not to tell me what I want to hear. So, uh, and understand you know, it's coming from a place of love that you're yeah. giving them the truth, and right? So relationships are so important to your life. And, and maybe reading, I might even, I could upgrade that to learning. That, okay. you know, I have to have learning in my life. Gotcha. And you're, you go, you are a speaker that spoke in front of literally millions of people, and I'm sure you get bombarded that's why I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking to you. This is awesome. But you get bombarded with people that are coming up to you. Is there any good question that you wish people would have asked you but never do? Because you get deep, man. It's like you get deep with what you're suffering. And, and lack of a better term, you piss some people off, you know, with, with, with your thoughts and, and, and whatnot. But is there anything that no one's really asked that you wish that they would? Well, I will, here's how I think is the best way to answer that. Most of the people who ask questions of me and people who do the kind of work I do is with an external focus. Hey, I want to be rich, but you know, my, you know, I want to be this, but my mother and father say I should be a lawyer or I want to be this, but my spouse tells me this and, you know, I wanted to do this, but then my girlfriend stole my credit cards and ran them all up. And now I have to file for bankruptcy. And it's always extra. It's always out there. It's the government. It's Trump. It's Other their ex. Fault. It's their parents. It's their spouse. Uh, and the much better questions are always, 
what am I doing to contribute to this situation that I say that <laughs> right. I don't want? What okay. am I doing to attract this thing that I say I don't want? What, what is my role in that? Wow. Okay. And then the last thing, because I've always wanted to ask you this too, is that I've never watched the movie Titanic again the, <laughs> without a frame of mind, a different frame of mind, which they could, if the people that are listening today, my squad, they, they will understand what I mean when I've talked, I did a whole podcast on Titanic and what you have thought of what your thoughts were, but what movie has taught you the most out of life? Other that, not for lack of programming, like what movie did you, do you kind of refer back to and go, huh? That's like kind of for me, the Shawshank is kind of like a perseverance and, and I really dig that movie and I'm put, get busy living or get busy dying. I mean, that that's really one that kind of pushed me. I've always wanted to ask you, cause you'll mention movies and the lack of prosperity, but which ones do you touch you that you're um, not only are you letting your guard down what you said to enjoy the movie, but one that actually emotionally internalized with you. I've always wanted to ask you this. Well, I'm a sci-fi geek. And I kind of look to movies for escape. So, and I look to books for the life revelations. Mm -hmm. So that's, I'm really not coming up with any movie that spoke to me in that way. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because uh, to me, it's always been books. And because I don't, I just don't watch that many movies. And when I do... It's because I like softball, right? The reason I play, I, I love my work and I'm intense about my work. I work about 10 hours a day and I love to work about 10 hours a day. I work for myself. Nobody makes me do it. I'm financially in a good spot. I don't have to do it for the money. I do it because I love my work. And I also recognize that if I stay on on my work all day, I go crazy, insane. It's not healthy. Uh, turn into a hermit, right? So I need to socialize. I need to get out. I need sunshine. I need fresh air. And so that's why softball is so important. To me. It's just when I get on the softball, like tomorrow night, I've got those two games. I won't be thinking about anything to do with my work. I'll be thinking about the pitch that that pitcher is delivering that yeah, I'm in the box and I'm you know going to slam it or I'm out in the field <laughs> and I'm waiting to see if it's going to get hit to me. Uh, I'll be totally in the moment focused in the game. And uh, same thing, I like the show, The the Expanse was a, a sci-fi network show, which mm -hmm. then got picked up by network Netflix. Netflix, right. Uh, great sci-fi series. And I watched, you know, I kind of binged all four seasons. And I totally escaped when I'm at that, or a Star Wars or a Star Trek, right? Um, so that's kind of, and then for, you know, that transformed my life. The book Atlas Shrugged. Oh, on Rand, that book. Man. Uh, you know, the, as a man thinketh, the magic of thinking big, think and grow rich. Books like that had a sustained, lifelong influence on me. Wow, that that's amazing. So we have like a. You've already mentioned some of the stuff that we have a, a what I call the level up lightning round as we wind this down. Just five to seven seconds. Real quick answers, and we could go on for 20 minutes on every question, but just really quick thing that comes to the top of your head. What was holding you back from becoming the entrepreneur and the person that you are in the past? Low self-esteem. What is the best level-up advice you've ever received? 
work on yourself first. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success, Randy. I exercise every single day. Love it. Outside of randygage.com, recommend an internet resource. Uh, that you might go to the level. Well, I, I love podcasts. So I like the Tim Ferriss podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys got your squad here. They're listening to you here. I put uh, out my own uh, prosperity <laughs> power podcast. I got it. Yeah. Uh, but I love, I, I've kind of this last year or two, I've dialed back on reading and I'm doing more podcasts cause I can do those during my cardio and yeah. drives and things like that. And lastly, the best decade of music, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. <laughs> oh, I got to go with the 70s because that I, was my formative <laughs> years. I'm an I'm, old guy. I'm three for three today with interviews. <laughs> Every single one of them said 70s. And what's funny is they're all from different genres. I interviewed a, a person here in Jupiter, Florida that is, is built a successful business, and he's said the same thing in 70s. It's like I grew up with my mom and dad listening to it. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So, Randy, I'm going to put in the show notes, but do you have any events coming up? Do you want me to uh, – I'm going to put in the show notes on how to find you, uh, but can, do you have any other events or anything that's coming up that you want to get out to the squad here well, in the next couple of weeks? I'm actually uh, moving more toward books. I want to write at least one book every year, so I dramatically cut back my public events and speeches and consulting. I'm doing two events a year. Wow. One is called Speaker School. It's a Lauderdale, day, right? Uh, it actually just ended last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a two-day, uh, but I do one every year, and it's two-day school on platform skills, how to communicate as a world-class professional. Uh, just because I have so many speakers who come to me and, hey, you know, and that's not my market, that's not my audience, but kind of self-defense, I created that. And then once a year, I do an event called Tribal. And this is a four-day event uh, that usually sells out about a year ahead of time. Wow. And it's uh, for thought leaders, political leaders, coaches, authors, uh, YouTube, big YouTube people, or just influencers. So experts and influencers, people who really want to change the game. So it's very intense so that's uh, at tribalevent.com if anybody's interested excellent uh, so those are the only two live you know public events that i'm doing every year and when's the book coming out is that the end of this year well i have a book coming out in may called defcon one direct selling okay and that's for people in the direct selling leverage sales space on the, the top, top, top leadership stuff on what to do if your company goes out of business, what you, your top three leaders take a deal and go somewhere else, your product gets contaminated and 10 people die and you have a public relations fiasco, <laughs> right. uh, you know, an emergency tragedy like that, you know, so it's high level leadership stuff. And then the uh, Radical Rebirth, we don't have a date yet. It'll be late 2020 or early 2021. I can't wait to read that one because it's almost like you've not reshaped, but you you kind of are just moving with the flow like water because before you're really on, you manifest, you manifest, and now you're kind of taking a bigger view of that. And I'm very interested to see what your views are. So 
All right, squad. We always say that we always want to consistently level up and you must surround yourself with people, top-notch people who are always leveling up their health, leveling up their wealth, and leveling up now. I'm going to start adding their prosperity because prosperity is all-encompassing. So, Randy, I am more than grateful, blessed that you took the time out of your busy day to do this for us. And I just can't say thank you enough. Well, thanks for having me on. It was a fun conversation. Awesome. Virtual fist palm, Randy. Gotta <laughs> do it for us. Thanks. <laughs> OMG. My mind is blown. Did you guys pick up on all those solid knowledge nuggets that Randy Gage dropped? I mean, he was so forthcoming. And again, I'm always in fanboy mode because I've read about him. I've saw him live, just never really got to really have a one-on-one -on -one with him. So I'm super stoked. But I know I picked up three solid knowledge nuggets from him. One, be mindful and present. And remember, you're the thinker of your thoughts. So always stay present in every situation and monitor what's coming in and out of your your mind. Your in, this could be sucked into your subconscious mind to change you into maybe a lack programming. He also says, kick back, relax, get some entertainment, you know, maybe movies or books that don't really serve you. But the second you're done, counter-program that with a good book or podcast especially if it's before you turn in for the night, all right? And the last thing he says is prosperity is infinite and to always strive to be a higher version of yourself. You know, Randy used to be really, really hardcore on everything that happens to you is your fault. But I think that, and I can't wait for his new book, Radical Rebirth, to come out because I, I think even in the podcast, he kind of backed off from it a little bit. He didn't, you know, downplay it or anything. I think he's just growing and progressing in understanding the certain things we might not be able to understand because it happened to us so young. But as we move forward into the radical rebirth, I think that we're going to be able to change our lives for the better and always move forward into prosperity. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast interview as much as I did and how privileged I was to do it. So let's all stay hungry, stay humble, Level up our health, level up our wealth, because it's our time to shine. Hey, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine today. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on our podcast, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope you will help support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson. Until next time, level up. It's your time to shine. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.